Welcome to Absolute Comics, the show right here on the Comic Story Podcast Network that airs every Tuesday with me, Benny from the Comic Story, and Sal from the channel Comic Pop. We sit around talking about the latest news in comics, the latest issues that we've read, and what's going on in the world of comics. And hopefully, with Fandom coming out, it's going to be more consistent. It's very hard to do this show when no one talks about anything involved in the world of comics. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Um, so, we've got a list of topics over here, over, over here, over here, if I could pull it up, jeez, there it is. Um, do you want to start with, ta- okay, so I'm going to give you the option to start. I think we should start with the smaller topics before we get into the, the WB situation, because it's okay. so big, I know people are going to be just blowing it up the chat, and let's, 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 let's whet their appetite a little bit for what's to come. Okay, cool, then, uh, so like, Injustice started last week. Yeah, I haven't read it yet, but how is it? Uh, I don't know what it has to do with Injustice. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's year zero, so it takes place before Injustice or the same year right, as but, the first? In- so it's a, it basically is about the Joker and how he gets ultimate power. So it's probably going to be like how the Joker got that nuke, which is like the only question that everyone had. Unanswered? <laughs> it was unanswered, but like everyone cared, but they didn't care at the same time because it's like yeah. Joker got a nuke. Who, does anyone honestly care about this? You know. Well, is anyone surprised? Like, yeah, he probably has like seven. <laughs> but that's interesting. I mean, like, listen, if if you're if you're, I mean, the reality is, Injustice sells. It's one of the most successful books DC made. It's one of the most successful video games DC's produced. And it's like, if you want brand consistency and you want a book that's going to sell numbers that you know is are proven. Put out another Injustice book. And if you want it to be great, you put Tom Taylor on it. The the only issue I have with this Injustice book is it's a prequel. So we can't have any weird deaths or any any obscure characters suddenly get introduced. You know they're the ones that are going to die. Well, the JSA are showing up in this book, right? I mean, it's going to be about them. And they're not in the game. So guess what? Guess who's probably going to die? (laughs) Maybe. maybe, Unless. Unless we want to. I mean, the fact is the, the comic is straight so far from the game as it is. You know. Maybe they went to another dimension. Maybe they went back in time. Like we could dispatch the the JSA, and then I mean, you could you could totally decease this and be like, we're introducing the JSA in this issue or this series. At the end of it, they'll go away, and then he's gonna launch like you know, I don't know, uh, Injustice Year One Hundred. Set it in the Batman <laughs> Beyond universe and have the JSA pour out of that one. You know what I mean? Like, you could have all well, kinds of... I mean, technically, uh, we did already have time travel because they saved Connor from dying. I think it was Connor and Cassie right. were got saved. Yeah, yeah, So, mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. We couldn't, ju- in theory, have the JSA never... It's all coming together in whatever other thing he's trying to do. I just kind of... I, I would Let me ask, would you have preferred what we're getting, which is... Pote- I mean, it's Tom Taylor, so I trust that it is going to wrap in, even if it's loosely. Would you preferred this, or would you have preferred them to do maybe a injustice? What if, or an injustice continuation of characters that haven't shown up anywhere? Like, I mean, we're essentially getting that with the JSA now. I'm hoping that's kind of been what we're gonna get. Uh, I, I I really liked the what if uh, because of course they did that whole like chapter when they were like, what if Batman didn't fail to stop Superman? Like, what if yeah. Superman didn't kill Lois? Like, that would be cool. Um, yeah, I would love that, and I'd love to see more of that, because it's just, where else can you go? I mean, well, we I, got Injustice Fights He-Man, for God's sake. What, I mean, where else well, can you go And that's that? just it. We've got Injustice Fights He-Man. We've also got the time travel Legion of Superheroes, Connor, and Wonder Girl, and all that stuff. Like, we, yeah. could, we could just continue stories that won't ever pertain to the game. Right. That's fine with me. I'd be, I'd be okay with that. But I think that it's smart to do this one, though, to do zero, Year Zero. To explain how like, he got the nuke? 
well, not only that, but also like to tie it in directly with like the best-selling book slash game. Like it is you know, unmistakably in the Injustice universe. It's not like it's a secret backdoor Legion of Superheroes book or a secret Tom Taylor really wants to write Batman Beyond universe story. Like it is straight up an Injustice book. There's no mistaking it. It's called Injustice. It's part of that universe. It's it's got but everyone's still alive. In fact, we could actually see the Justice League like work together and and try and beat the Joker. That'd be cool. To see, to see how they were such good friends beforehand, maybe why Barry would trust Superman, even though it felt a little out of character for Barry. Absolutely. And yeah, stuff yeah. Like, I mean, you're right. It could go in an interesting direction. I just, it's one of those things where it's like, it's coming out and I'm going to read it and I'm going to cover it because everyone knows I'm a huge fan of the Injustice universe. But it's one of those things where I go, who asked for this? Like, right. <laughs> who was sitting around like, I really want to know what happened before Injustice went to shit. <laughs> Literally, nobody as nobody asked for what happened to Deathstroke in DCs. Like, he, Tom Taylor's the master of answering questions nobody asked, and then being like, I'm glad you answered that, though, because it's really dope. Like, Okay, so I'll give you that, I'll it. give you that, because when he did, I was asking about Red Hood, but when he brought in Deathstroke, I'm like, I mean, I guess that, that could be cool. I mean, <laughs> but he did that too, where it's like, when you're reading Deceased, you're like, I mean, I guess Jason just didn't make it, whatever, but then you do Unkillables, and it's like, oh, sh oh crap, it's a whole book about Jason. Yeah, it's Jason like, and Deathstroke. Yeah. yeah, I'm on board with this shit. <laughs> right, and it's like, he's good at that, like, he's good at being like, here's a book you didn't expect that is exactly what you asked for, boom. <laughs> so I, I'm if it were anybody else if it was like a new writer or if it was like like an old tired writer you know if it was just like whoever if it was somebody who like stood in for somebody usually right I'd be right. like that's nah, another cash grab it's Taylor so at least it'll be it'll be it'll be narratively satisfying I'm I, down I, I mean, wonder like, if I wonder if Tom Taylor came to them or if they came to him and were like we want more injustice what do you got that's I bet that's exactly what it was. They were like, we need another Injustice book, with or without you. Hopefully, hope you got a pitch. Well, he did Injustice too, didn't he? He was he was Injustice yeah. too. Yeah. So oh, no, I'm just saying, like, there, you know, he he's done so much, and he like, I feel like the last word has been said on Injustice, but you know, I'm obviously in the minority. I know I'm a um, fan of Injustice. I legitimately am, and I agree. I feel like we've said all we could really say about an evil Superman. Yeah. So I can imagine DC being like. Look, Tom, I know you're kind of pretty much done with it, but we're going to do another Injustice book. And we could either... I'll, it could be even more terrible. It could be like, we're going to reboot the Injustice world. Like, we're going to do another Injustice book. Just Why would they? One. Why wouldn't they? What if they did another Injustice, but this time Batman goes over the edge? Just switch them. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know, that's like their in case of emergency break glass moment. You know that's what it is. It's just like, we're going to invert them. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's interesting. It really is that they're they're even. I mean, I'm not against them doing more injustice. It's good for my channel and it's good for me because I like this stuff. But right, it's good for all of us. Yeah, it's one of those <laughs> deals where it's kind of like, ah, did, did I did I want this? Did I really yeah. want this? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no. Well, like he's got that other deceased book that's digital only that came after Unkillables. I can't remember what it's called because they all have meaningless subtitles. But like. I'm, by the way, and I'm enjoying all of them, but this is the weekly series or the weekly digital series about like what's happening in between uh, Deceased 1 and Deceased 2. And it's like, I'm digging it, but I'm also like, you don't need this. Like, we don't need to do this. But it yeah. is <laughs> deepening the lore, and it's fun. So I'm fine with it. I will say, after very reading, much, did you ask. read today's Deceased yet? Yeah. Uh, there's another. I, I read the most recent one. D well, the uh, the DC's two, like the main sequel. Book. Okay, so you have, have you have week. you been reading Hope World uh, Hope at World's End? 
Yeah. Okay, okay. So the new one came out today. Oh, no, I didn't read it. Yeah, okay. Without spoiling anything, I it, it made me realize what these stories are. Because if you read mm -hmm. the original Deceased, right? If you're reading the original, yeah. there's a lot of time jumping. This is yes. how we get from, like, we could save the world to, let's all get off the planet. <laughs> right. We have to leave. <laughs> so... It's interesting, yeah. it is. I hope the world's ends really good. Uh, we already finished the video. It's going to come out tomorrow. Uh, I, nice. think, I think I'm done trying to rush things out first thing in the morning on Tuesday. I, I went shooting today. I was like, screw that. Uh, but yeah. anyway, uh, okay, so we'll move on to our next topic because I don't think there's much more to say about Injustice at the moment, at no. least until we see what they're doing at the plot. Right now, it's a lot of speculation because it's JSA sure. and they're doing all this shit. And it, like, this could be cool. This could it's also be terrible. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, I bet it isn't though. Right, it's well, Taylor. it's, it's Tom Taylor. I've yet he made me care about the Suicide Squad. Did you read the latest one? No, but I hear it's so good. I need to jump on board. Okay, I'm going to spoil it for you unless you Please stop do, me. Yeah. Okay, so no, no, Deadshot's know. finally free. Goes back home, meets his daughter. She looks just like Kate Bishop because she's decided she's live shot and she's going to use bow and arrows to kill people. Well, to okay. not kill them. But then it turns out that, oh, no, Deadshot was betrayed by the Suicide Squad. So they're coming in to get him again, and she decides to try and fight against them, and he has to kill or, like, dismember or, like, or injure other people to save his daughter, who now just wants to be her dad. Right. But you think, okay. but, like, he, he, Tom Taylor introduces this girl, okay? Live, yeah. uh, live, uh, live shot. Introduces her, makes us care about her, and then almost immediately kills her. And I'm like, right. no! <laughs> That's him, man. That's yeah. good writing. That's good stuff. And you I'm care. Down. You care within minutes. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. Like, that's 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 no small feat to get you. Because, you know, that's like, that's like the dragon that they're chasing. Is like, I want to introduce a new character. I want you to care about them immediately. Usually they do it at the expense of the hero, you know, or they hype it up too much. In this, he's just like, Here, here's Suicide Squad. Oh, did I inadvertently create a really fun character that was the offspring of Deadshot? Yeah, I guess I did. Do you like her, I guess? I know you do. Like, he's so good at that. I don't know I, why, but he's You just, know what? Uh, it also made me think of one thing, though. Why has it been, like, 20 years where Deadshot's like, I'm doing this for my kid, I'm doing this for my kid. And we've never turned his kid into a character. Right, like, <laughs> you know what? Uh, let's have him just stop. Like, you know what? We're good. Like, no one's... It's not like they had to pave the way for all those Deadshot books. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just... How about we just pay that off? If, if not now, when? Like, he's always trying to so. save her. And the mom's always like, well, what if she becomes you? What if she becomes you? And I'm like, she did. And she's yep. awesome. Right. <laughs> what if, though? <laughs> I'm in. That's dope. I'm yeah. in. So yeah, that's, that's what you cool. missed with that one. Uh, moving on. Good, yeah. Moving on to the next topic over here. Uh, we got Joshua Williamson explains that Godspeed was always destined to die ever since issue seven when he says that he will go kill Reverse Flash and Barry stopped him. Yeah. I think the way he died and the way he's re come back a couple of times, I don't know if I believe that, Sal. Right. No, of course not. I mean, like, well, that's the thing. Williamson's leaving the book and he's like pretty much saying the final word at finish line. Finish line is that it, that's it. And we've talked to him actually personally about it where he's like, I don't... They asked him, they said, like, what's next yeah. after finish line? And, he, and he's like, it's called finish line. Like, I'm done. There is nothing yeah, left. Yeah, I'm done. I'm that's, out. That's it. <laughs> and he's walking away. Like, he's walking away. He's running away from the Flash. And so I think for, in his mind, he's like, no, he is meant to die. Like, it, I, I think they're, he gonna, was they're meant not going to gonna kill him. I think, no, he, but I think Godspeed's dead. Well, I'm saying, but, like, they'll bring him back. Like, oh. 
Someone else will do it. It's just a question of like, but in Williamson's mind, it's the same as like when uh, when Grant Morrison created Damien. He's like, when if you ask or read any interview with Grant Morrison, he talks about how he's like, I ki- I killed Damien. He was supposed to die. I when I invented him, he was going to die oh, at yeah. the end of this story, and people immediately resurrected him like a couple issues later. So like, oh, I yeah, feel like do. with this, it's like in Williamson's mind, he's like, yes, he was always meant to die. I completely buy that. Well, I, I just also know I buy that, he that he. I buy that Williamson was like, when I'm done with the book, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. But I do feel like he's showed up a lot between things. Like, <laughs> yes. Why, like, well, and I, you know that's DC. That just, they're just being like, well, they put him in the show and he's, people are really digging him. Like, you got to keep using him. Well, him it, it was like his appearance in the Grodd arc. It was like, you didn't mm-hmm. need Godspeed there. Like, you put him in there because he's popular. That's like, it. I yeah, almost well, feel like Godspeed is supposed to be at the beginning, maybe show up somewhere in the middle, and then this arc, and that was his, Joshua Williamson's intention, you know? Yeah, well, it would have had more weight. You would have been like, whoa, we just got him back. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he came back. He's redeeming himself. Barry prevented him from killing the reverse Flash. Oh, no, reverse Flash killed him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that would have been really cool, and we, no. So, yeah, I think in Williamson's mind, he's like, no, he's always meant to die. I buy it. I think it's just, you know. DC so kind of ruined are, it to an extent. Well, I yeah, I think DC pushed it too hard. And I don't blame them because, you know... Oh, Godspeed's super popular. And I'm not even going to lie. I like Godspeed, but I do not understand his popularity. Because he's really just Reverse Flash. That's literally right. it. Yeah, you don't need another Reverse Flash. Like, for me, I was like, when they introduced Godspeed, I'm like, another evil speedster who, like, yeah, like, ah, come on. Like, I don't, I, I mean, mean I, he, he does look dope, though. The design's cool, and I liked that, but he was, he was just Reverse Flash with more connections to Barry. So I never understood the constant, like, Godspeed's amazing, Godspeed's amazing, we gotta get more Godspeed. Like, even, even his power set is Reverse Flash, just not as strong. Right. Like, oh, I, no. I wanna... God, Godspeed can go so fast he makes two of himself. Pretty sure Reverse Flash could. It, it, it's probably one of those things where Reverse Flash just looked at, like, Godspeed's notes, and he's like, oh, that's how you do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would not underestimate the power of a good design. If Godspeed looks cool, and he even looks like the comic book version in real life, it's going to sell. It's just. It, it's, just well, it's, it's weird because yeah. it feels like Godspeed was supposed to be Barry Allen's version of Zoom. But the problem is Barry Hallad Allen had reverse flash. He had Eobard. Yes. So it was a redundant thing because then you still also have Wally and you also have Zoom somewhere out there. I mean, yeah, no, Barry need- has not defeated Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> you need, if, if you, if you want to do that, make an evil speedster for all of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Godspeed should have been Wally's uh, Eobard. I don't know. It was weird. Or no, Godspeed could have been uh, Wallace's. Yo, Wallace. Yeah, even better because that because Wallace, you know, like he kind of got kicked to the side. Oh, he totally but Godspeed, did. But Godspeed sells. So it's like, hey, we could elevate Wallace by making him Godspeed's nemesis. That would have been pretty cool. I mean, that's what they need to do, honestly, in my opinion, with Miles. Miles doesn't have a villain that is Miles. He has no Doc Ock. He has no Green Goblin. And they've it's never tried. He always fights stuff. Peter's villains. Like, this is a different topic, but I was talking about this the other day. I like Miles Morales, but going through his comics, getting ready for his video game has me doing a lot more of his stuff, right? Yeah. He's yeah, yeah. so redundant. He doesn't do anything. I, I've, I've, I've been very hesitant to talk about his redundancy because I've been on record talking about how I don't like redundant characters. It, and every time you create a new Spider character, you reduce Spider-Man's specialness because, yeah. like... 
part of the reason why he is so popular is because of his costume and his power set. People like Spider-Man. Just overall. Even before they learn who Peter Parker is, they like Spider-Man. Like, my one of my earliest memories of Spider-Man, in my mind, back in the day, they invented these, like, flyers... They were like paper airplanes, but they were made of like plastic or foam, and they had a rubber band, and you could like throw them, and they like flew through the air. I remember and they had like lice, and they had licensed characters on them. That was the first image of Spider-Man in my life, and I thought he looked awesome, and I had to get a comic with him in it because, of course, back then it w- there was a glut of superhero-related merch. So, like. I like the costume. And then I went and found out you stuck to things and he like and he, and he looked awesome doing it. I'm like, I'm sold. When you create like 17 spider characters or you do an event tied to Spider-Man and have a thousand spider characters, you make the fun outsider, you know, connection with that character less special because you have like so many other versions. That being said, I recognize the value of Miles Morales and I don't mean to dis- diminish that character. But Miles should be in the Ultimate Universe because there he can be Spider-Man. Yeah. No, I, I you like, know what? Did you I, hear I a rumor that they were talk, they were talking talking about changing his name? Yes, they weren't they for a little while there because they, it's too confusing or something as Spider-Man. I right. mean, they and they also changed not, Spider Gwen into Ghost Spider. Ghost Spider. I heard it was going to be something like he was going to be a spy, so they're going to call him Spidey. Oh no! Yeah, I remember that. They were that was a while ago now, <laughs> but yeah, they were doing that. Yeah, uh, and he was a spy because his dad works for Shield. Yeah, and I think that's the problem so, with the redundancy of, of Miles. They're trying too hard to make Miles Peter Parker, right? Instead, and it's like instead of only- giving him his own villains, instead of giving him his own story arcs, instead of giving him anything that makes him stand out, his standoutness is well, he's the Black Spider Man, and he has Venom <laughs> Blast. Like, and that, that's right. literally what it boils down to. Because they yeah, they and, don't and, give him even in the Ultimate Universe, he didn't have his own villains. Give him give him a Rogues Gallery that he has to fight. Give him something the thing to is, do. In the Ultimate Universe, I think they did a way better job. Because I read, I, I read Ultimate Spider-Man month to month, pretty much from volume 10 until th- they destroyed the universe. And now nah, volume 5, because volume 10 was the clone saga. Anyway, the point being, uh, Miles worked in the Ultimate Universe. He is an especially important character in the context of the death of Peter Parker. Yeah, he is. It, and they did a great job Peter's- with him moving on after that because he took the mantle. But now yeah, he's yeah. just the other Spider-Man, like right. I don't. Yeah, I, and, I, and, and and you could. I I mean I I know you want him in the Ultimate Universe, and I agree with you on that. But you can make him work in the six one six. You could. You could still mm. do it because there's very few people who are. I agree with you. There's way too many Spider people. But Spider Spider people. Spider Gwen is in her own universe now. Spider Woman doesn't count because they always try to attach her and then unattach her. They keep trying, but like she's not she's not connected to that universe. Exactly. Like she's not connected to Peter. Like get her out of there. Kane is gone. Ben Riley is gone. All the right, right now in the main at six one six, the people that are inherently here, technically Spider people, yes, are they're in Spider Man universe in Spider Man. Mm-hmm. First, that's your first problem. <laughs> yeah, but Spider Boy sucks. I will say, well, and all the Spider Women. There's Arachne, oh, yeah, Silk. Jessica, Where the Julie. hell does Silk go? <laughs> right, there's Silk. There's Arachne slash uh, Madam Web. Yeah, there is. Jessica Drew, who is technically Spider-Woman, and they keep pushing her into this universe or into this world, the scope. And um, 
And Aranya, I think, is still... Well, Spider-Girl is still technically... I'm ignoring universe, all the ones powers. that they created and then got rid of when Spider-Gwen became popular. <laughs> so every Spider-Girl. So basically... Because yeah. if you, for anyone who doesn't know, since the dawn of time, Marvel has tried to make a female Spider-Person popular. Period. Yep, since the 70s. And none of them have ever taken like Spider-Gwen did. So once Spider-Gwen was popular, that was the end of all the... Have you noticed we don't see Silk? Have you noticed we don't see Arachno? We don't see any of them? Unless they yeah. have like some weird tie-in thing. We don't see them, period. That's the end of it. It's and because Silk was working, by the way. Silk like, was, yeah. I didn't like Silk at all. And then once they were like, oh, no, we I liked our her own book. Do you know do you know yeah. why I like Silk? Do you know why I, I I feel like we're just in a very interrupty both of us kind of mode right now. No, but no, it's fine. Why are you the reason why about? Silk was great is they didn't turn her into Spider-Man with boobs. She had her yes. she had her own plot, her own characters, her own development. She was getting her own villains. Why can't Miles get that treatment? Well, ironically, that was Jessica Drew, too. She had no except she has literally no connection to Peter Parker. Yeah, at like, all. And yet that didn't work. And I think it has to do a lot with like the costume, the time period from which she came and the audience's reaction. Um, but yeah, why can't Miles have the same? I say if you're going to if you're not going to resurrect the ultimate universe, kill off ultimate Peter Parker, put Miles in there and basically just start back from where it was because Miles earned the mantle and earned his spot. In not just like the universe itself, but also in the minds and hearts of the readers. Readers were like, "I'm in." Like I'm, if, if I was, I was reading Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm reading Ultimate Spider-Man. It's Miles is Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, like that's his title. He's not Spider-Man. He's Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, I think that if you're gonna do that, then you might as well lean in it to it completely. He's Spider-Man as well, and you just tell Spider-Man stories because the thing is. There used to be like six Spider-Man books at a, like a month. Yeah. You used to have Web, Spectacular, all, like Unlimited, those days. Adjectiveless, Amazing, Spectacular. Like uh, they all ran their own stories that didn't link up for no reason at all. Yeah, some of them, and like, and then sometimes they'd have a big horrible event that like linked them all up, and you were like, ugh. Uh, but just okay, Web of is Miles, and you don't call it Web of. Obviously, you don't you don't like make it a derivative. You just go like Spider-Man, and there's a uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Because there is no book called Ultimate Spider-Man right now. No, there isn't. So you make Miles' book Ultimate Spider-Man. It's set in the, in the main universe. I know it's going to be confusing. Whatever. And like you just treat it like a Spider-Man book. And you, you just you just grab any villains that Spider-Man... Like, you use you use villains. Just any of them. I mean, you know, I, I would I would toss out like Hobgoblin would be a really fun villain for Miles. It would like, be. You know? I was going to say, they're, I, they're actually... They, I, I will say this. They have been trying to give him villains. But it's almost like Marvel's overhead is like, no, 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 no. Give them some people we know. Because I just said the video is... <laughs> we don't want to lose readers. First, we have like Prowler. Prowler. Prowler is like his one villain. But right. since well, Prowler it's, it's is his the uncle... the most connected. Right. Well, But since Prowler's his uncle, he's always like, well, I'm going good now. So I'm not, I'm not right. really a villain. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, Yeah. You can only do that so many times. Especially if, like, it would be terrible if... Green Goblin would not be as successful, popular, or as intrinsic to Spider-Man's mythology if, like, he were, like, I don't know, Spider-Man, Peter Parker's, like, maternal uncle or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, Uncle Ben was the one who taught me responsibility and died, and Uncle Norman was the one who became a Green Goblin and tried to kill me every week. Like, it wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. It would be weird, and it, and it, and it would be, like, too frustrating for readers and writers, because it's like... Oh my god! Like this, every every time he does anything with family, which is an, an intrinsic part of the character, it's 
it's going to come up. Right. And we can't By keep coming way, up By the way, Uncle Aaron's the prowler. <laughs> right. Like, you, you can't, you can, it was part of the reason why it was, it was hard to have too many villains know who Peter Parker was because it's like, well, if they're psychos and they're, and they have no family or like things to distract them, why don't they just try to kill Peter Parker 24 seven? Like, it's why they had to put Venom on an island. It's why they had to give Green Goblin amnesia. You had to keep getting, like, you had to invent narrative reasons for why your book keeps going. Yeah. Um, Miles is in the same boat where he's just like, he's he's young Spider-Man, but Marvel is also like, well, but Spider-Man himself, Peter Parker, can't be too old, so he's kind of young Spider-Man. Right, like, like and, it's, it's weird because Miles is like, Early, like he's in his 1920 range, but but regular Peter Parker, he's got to be young enough that it's not weird that he's not married still. So, 30, yeah, he's gonna be like 27. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he can't be 30. 30s, and oh, no, 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 like that's the no, no, no. Well, he he's owned, he like owned Parker Industries. So I'm gonna say he's 29. I'm gonna say he's 29 at least. So Peter Parker's been 32 since I was a kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for me, like the Pete, when Peter Parker graduated graduate school, I'm like, okay, well, he's 30 something. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. For, I, I, the, my solution the Miles is has to be put him un- in the Ultimate Universe. No, well, not that. My my answer for Miles is separate him. Don't put him in his. You don't need to put him in his own universe. You can leave him there. But he needs to mm-hmm. stop always being the other Spider-Man. Because that's right. even the ongoing joke in the comic. Oh, you're yes. the other one. Like no, no. You, know what you, you need do? to just ignore the fact that it's two Spider Men. That's how you fix right. this. You you ignore it. No one really acknowledges it except for those big events yeah. where he does team up with them or fights like Doc Ock. Then you can have yeah. the oh you're the other one joke. But that shouldn't be the comment they make every time he runs into anybody. Like Shield you know shows up. Him? Oh you're the other one. Avengers right. show up. Oh I- you're the other one. You know. Like- I-, I think that the way to do it is they need to have like synergy within the Spider Office and go like okay. Spider-Man will not be joining any teams. Like, Peter Parker will not be on any teams for the next two years. If you want Spider-Man on a team, it will be Miles. You know what I mean? So it's like, Miles is the Avenger Spider-Man. Miles is the team book. Yeah. Um, and, and because it's not hard to explain why he's not on a team in his main book, because they do the same thing with Peter Parker Spider-Man. So it's like, do the things, because it's like, in every event, Spider-Man has to be front and center, or at the very least, in some way, connected, so he can sell more books. Well... Use Miles then. Like, put him in the places where it works or could work because, corporately speaking, we got to put Spider-Man in there somewhere. Like, make Spider-Man the team player. That way Peter Parker can continue to be the loner again. Or if you don't like that, you're like, no, no, Peter's too old. It would be weird. Okay, then Miles is the loner. Miles is the one on the fringe. Yeah. He's never on a team. He's never in a, like, in a, in a big thing. You know, he's always the marginalized Spider-Man. Uh, I mean, didn't I, they I don't do that with some them- character when they had them doubled up? I mean, for the longest time, X-23 was Kane Wolverine on the main one. Yeah. Yeah. Kane did that. Kane was the one that always got put on different team books. So we'd have... Yep. The, which, New Warrior Kane. Which also made no sense because Kane was the one that would murder and didn't care and didn't <laughs> want to be around people. Yeah. But you can't but have the normal same guy Peter who, Parker on a team. <laughs> no, no. It was it was the guy who wrote Kane also wrote the New Warriors book. <laughs> yeah, I know. So he carried his story. And he's up. like... Yeah, and he's like, well, you cancel my Spider-Man book. I guess I'll put him on my team, even though it doesn't make any sense, and he would never join this team. He would never Although, join any team. Kane was so cool yeah. because he was the true loner Spider-Man. Yeah, Kane, man, what a disappointment. There there were so many opportunities with Superior Spider-Man, Doc Ock as Spider-Man. That should have sold. That should still I be a book. I don't know why that – everyone loves Superior Spider-Man. He finally gets a book where he's finally going through an actual redemption arc, and it doesn't sell at all. Like, what was no, that? No, and, and then they wrecked it. 
And it's like, okay, so you got that. Scarlet Spider Kane was a great book. Should have continued. And if, if, that, if you keep that making one these Spider people. That one did Wait, wait, which one? Which one? Ben the Ry- first one, oh, not yeah. the Ben Riley one. The, the Houston, the Texas one. Like, one. That went a really yeah, long yeah. time. It's a good book. And I, I don't know what the problem was because you had Stegman on art. I, I don't get why it didn't sell quite as well. That suit was fire. The idea was cool. Kane was a not a very complicated villain. Maybe it was just that Gage, who wrote it, I believe, uh, was just... He made too many deep cuts. I remember, like they really, they really leaned into the other thing. They they had Craven fight him. I was like, it was a great idea. But if you're like a new reader who just thinks Spider Man looks cool, maybe this is not the right arc for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But that's. But I mean, you're not wrong. And maybe you're, maybe they were just trying too hard to pull Kane into the lore. He also tried to do yeah. the whole totem thing. But like Kane yeah, was that's dealing what I'm with, saying. Yeah, Kane was doing the totem thing. Peter's over yeah, here yeah. doing Peter things. <laughs> but like nobody wants that totem thing. Like. N- <laughs> Fans don't want it, and non-fans don't understand it. Don't do the totem thing. But I respect the hell that you did it. You know what? I love the fact that Kane's the other. If you need to make the other still in canon, I love that Kane's the other, and I think that was really brilliant. You know what? Applause. I still didn't buy it because I don't want to. Because I don't think that's cool. I don't like that stuff. But I do appreciate that people do, and I want them to buy it. I like talking about Spider-Man too much. <laughs> no, I mean whatever. This is gonna be a longer episode than normal. I think. All right, all right, fine. I'm supposed to do Destiny after this, but I'm already playing Destiny, working on my Souls and stuff. So I'm just gonna do more of it. after after, so it's kind of like whatever. <laughs> Sweet. I'm just going to switch I, I, streams I, to play Destiny, keep talking comics. <laughs> that's fair. Honestly, at the, uh, main point, Miles deserves to be higher profile and to have his own place. And I think that when they moved him into the main universe, they did a disservice to him. Like, I think that that was the beginning of the end for Miles. And he got a big renaissance thanks entirely to the movie. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um, okay, so moving on to canceled comics, Marvel's canceling Doctor Strange at issue six. Marvel's canceling, yep. uh, I guess they're doing a U.S. Agent 5 issue miniseries. Uh, there was yep. another book that just got the announcement that it's being canceled that was really a big deal. What was that one? Oh, I don't know. <sighs> he didn't but I'll talk it. a little bit about Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange is already canceled. Issue six came out last week, and it definitely wrapped up the arc and the series of Doctor Strange, Surgeon Supreme. Um, there are two little like letters in there. One from uh, the both one from both writers on that book, uh, and uh, yeah, makes sense. I don't know. I think that there's something suspicious about it because like Mark Wade's Doctor Strange book ends a week before a, a week before they announced that Mark Wade was going to be in the DC fandom. Uh, you think maybe says he, to me that he may have signed. Says something? to me he was. I think they. I think they. I think they gave him Superman. And he's like, well, then I'm leaving Doctor Strange, obviously. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, exactly. Like, and they were like, okay, listen. The only reason people were freaking watching, buying Doctor Strange, Surgeon Supreme is because Mark Wade's name was on it. So that book's over. Which is too bad because like, I feel like the other writer on it cared more about Doctor Strange than Wade did. Uh, Mark Wade has been, I mean, I'm not going to go hit much into miss. this. He's been so hit or miss in the last like 10 to 15 years. Like, Agreed. I don't know what happened. He used to be so good, but... That's whatever. Yep. I, yeah. But he wrote Kingdom Come, so he's gonna get a pass from me. Uh, but yeah, I I agree. Mark Wade is 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 hit or miss in a big bad way. Uh, but I would read his Superman run twice. Like I'm in. Go for it. If it, it this is all hearsay. It's all made up. I don't know if it's true. But like he's gonna be at the Fandom. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I don't know. It, it, in relation to that, if he's supposedly getting Superman, how do you, now that we're this far into the whole Bendis Superman, where it was all going to play it out, it was all going to play it out, and he's like, uh, uh-huh. I've told my story. What do you think? 
I mean, I think it's inevitable. I think that I, I think that Bendis's book, Bendis's run on Superman was supposed to be like putting Bendis on Superman was supposed to be the like finally Superman's going to crack the top five best selling books of the month. Yeah, and it didn't. It did, actually didn't. It so did, I mean, I know there's fans of his run, and I have enjoyed some of the stories he told. I'm not even. I'm not even. Thing. Yeah, I'm not even going to deny that. But it didn't move yeah. it. It didn't push it anywhere past where it, 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 it stayed. It right didn't where it sell. It stayed exactly where it was. It, like basically, what it was saying was, Superman fans are going to buy Superman. Like, but it doesn't matter who's writing it. Yeah, it, you know what I mean. Like, you could put anybody on it. Or worse yet, Tomasi made Superman sell this much, and then you you killed it. Yeah, you know, Tomasi um, was was getting it a lot of momentum on it. I mean, it almost reminds me of like the Tom King Batman thing, where it's just like, yeah, Tom King still has his fans. I'm a fan of what he did on there, but his yeah. Batman run was very divisive, and sales were did not sustain where they were supposed to. It was never in any way, shape, or form in danger of being canceled. It was never in any no. way, shape, or form in a bad place, but it was no longer no. like top five. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think it remained in the top five, but like Batman should be in the number one or two spot at all times, yeah. according to DC's bottom line. Not necessarily I agree with that. I'm just saying like DC's bottom line is contingent on Batman being in the top two. Yeah. Um, but I feel like um, I, I, I like the idea of Wade doing Superman more than uh, Bendis, and I'm... I feel bad because I know that Bendis doing Superman was a kind of like a passion project. He was like, I, he likes Superman. He wants to do Superman. I get it, but it doesn't, it don't sell. So go be someplace where your talents are better used. Like, well, he's not leaving DC, ain't... right? He's just leaving Superman. No. Well, we don't even know if he's leaving Superman. <laughs> no, he said it. He said like, he's, he's wrapping. Oh, up. has he said? Yeah. He said, he should have said he's wrapping up his Superman run. It's coming. Okay. It's, that's, oh, well, that's right. I remember him saying that, right, but I remember but, it could have been like within a year. Like, yeah, yeah he, didn't, he didn't give a time or a day. He just said his inevitable conclusion is coming. And everyone yes. freaked out like, oh my God. <laughs> like he got, he got fired and it's like, he probably did. Uh, <laughs> I think, but um, I, you know what? Yeah. It's Bendis. I don't think he got fired, but what I wouldn't put it past DC was you need to change your story. You, <sighs> like you could stay on it, but yeah. we need to try something else. This isn't working. So we need a different yeah. story. And he was like, no, this is the story I wanted to tell. So if I'm not right. telling it, I'm going to go do something else. Well, it's like, and you know what? Bendis can do what he wants. Yeah. Like, and not that he could, he should be able to do what he wants, but like if Bendis doesn't want to write a story, he doesn't want to write. I wouldn't be the one to tell him not to. I wouldn't put him on the book. If he, if it's like the book selling poorly, it every month it get, it does worse. You're, you're off the book. Like, it's just, I wouldn't be like, tell a different story. Tell a story with Doomsday in it. Like, I'd literally just be like, well, you're off the book. Like, I, it's, it's, you know. He's Bendis, and he's too high profile for them to just be like, well, you're fired off the book, so you got to do something else. I don't think, I, 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 I have a feeling that the contract probably has, Bendis can do what he wants, DC can demand a change, but he has the option to go yes. do something else if that happens. That, exactly. That like, I yeah, he say. has right of refusal. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, and I don't blame him. Like, um, and the fact is like, it's not that it's DC because I've sung the praises of Batman universe. It's, it's, it's the best Bendis DC book he's ever written. Oh, it's amazing. I loved it. And maybe that, maybe the fact that we're all, everyone's saying Bendis did amazing on Batman. They're like, yeah. why don't we, why don't we put you over on that style? <laughs> right. Like, Hey, why didn't you write Batman in the first place? Yeah. You know? I mean, obviously he didn't want to, and I don't. I'm like again. I'm not. I don't want to pigeonhole people. I don't want to be like, well, you write Daredevil really well. You probably do Batman well. I mean, 
Yeah, that's how like that's how the fan drafting goes. We're all like, you know, oh, who would be a great Spider-Man? Obviously, Peter J. Tomasi because he writes a good Superman. You know, like, but at the same time, you know, I understand writers being like, I'm a creative person. I could write anybody if I'm if I put my mind to it. Right. And it's like, I, yeah, yeah. But you've but you've proven you can't sell Superman, and that's fine. Like, there's nothing. There's no shame in that. Go, don't do. You know, go sell something else. Yeah. I mean, it's so different than uh, what's it called? I forgot what I was gonna say. So let's move on to the next topic. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. You're yeah. fine. Uh, okay. New Mutant is still on track for a theatrical release this month. Good luck. Oh my god, dude. Okay, I, okay. I, well, I will theorize it. this as the dawn of time. At this point, there has to be some contractual shit that it goes into theaters. There's no yep. way that there isn't because they're putting Mulan on Disney Plus, and you're telling me yep. that they're still pushing for New Mutants in the theater, and there's no contractual yep. reason to do it. I don't know. There, it's got to be crazy. There's got there's got to be something behind the scenes. There has to be yep. something behind the scenes. Yep. Well, guess what? I'm not seeing it in theaters. <laughs> no, I'm not either. Like, I I will see it. If, listen, I'm gonna definitely see Bill and Ted three in my living room, and I'll pay the twenty bucks, and we're gonna have an amazing viewing party. And we're gonna laugh I'm gonna our ass off. Pizza. And it's gonna be great. Yeah, I am gonna have a baller time. It's gonna be totally bodacious. But I'll do the same for New Mutants. Like, they're charging $30 to rent Mulan on Disney+. Plus. Right. I'll pay 30 bucks for New Mutants. Not because I agree with the, pro- with the idea. Like, because here's the thing. I don't pay a movie theater to let me in and then decide what, theater I'm, what movie I'm going to see and then pay to see the movie. So I don't agree with the $30 pro- like pricing for Mulan. But... With New Mutants, it's like, listen. I actually do. This movie is never going to come out. So you're either you're either going to pay 30 bucks to see it or no one's going to go see it. It's <laughs> like, all right. And my job is to talk about comic movies anyway. So like, sure, yeah, I'll go see. I'll pay, I'll pay 30 bucks. Like, that sucks, but I will. Right, know? right. And I'm going to cram my living room people. <laughs> like, see, that, that right there, your reasoning behind it, that's why I think the $30 price tag is not a terrible thing. Because two people go to the theater, it's like 30 bucks. That doesn't even include snacks or anything. Right. But if, yeah. if, we happened, if we happened to get, you know, I get six people in my living room, if you split the cost, you're looking at a $5 movie. That's yeah. why I don't the disagree thing is, with the $30 price tag. Now, it does suck if you're the kind of person that goes to see a movie alone. I'll agree with that. Yeah. But if you, well, and if like, you, and- you and Tiffany are at least going to watch it, right? Oh, yeah. There you go. Tiffany, Tiffany likes Mulan. We're going to go see it. Yeah. We're, we're going to rent it. Yeah. So, but like, you got your money's worth. Also, but I don't, but then make it available through like something else. Cause I'm paying you Disney for this app. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just this, it's you're adding cost. You know, if I, if I didn't have Disney plus, I'd have to pay for the app and Mulan. Right. It's not like I'm paying 30 bucks. You know, for for Bill and Ted, I'm paying twenty bucks, and I'm not paying some kind of like subscription fee to be given the opportunity to use the format to watch Bill and Ted, and that that's my issue. Is like it's just it's not reasonably priced. And the fact is, I'm sorry, Disney, but you're not gonna make your money back on Mulan. Oh no, you probably weren't gonna make it back if it was gonna be released in theaters. Dude, the amount of controversy a, a... that that movie has had at this point, they were making shit. <laughs> yeah, the, the movie cost I think over two hundred million dollars. It has Listen, been littered there, with nothing but controversy. Yep, and you are, and you, I know you spent two hundred million dollars on a Mulan movie because you thought the Chinese audiences would go see it. 
So I know you're ban- you were banking on that. You're not getting it. I, I'm sorry, you trillion-dollar mega conglomerate, that your $200 million movie won't make its money back. Oh, well, yeah, they built it for the Chinese audience, and then the actors all came out against the whole situation in China. Then mm-hmm. Didn't they ban it in China, too, at this point? I, I, I don't even know. It, it's been, like, I've heard... I heard that the main character, that the main actor was, like, was pro-Hong Kong, was anti-Hong Kong. I've heard all the stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, and I, I'm, and I'm like, listen, I don't... I don't talk about Mulan for a living. So I'm not going to pay attention to this crap anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I talk about comics. I'm not talking about Mulan for three hours. Well, they, but um, they also, they also pulled out like the dragon Mushu and stuff like that. Like they pulled out all no songs. No song. Yeah. Like one hand, I wanted to see it just out of curiosity. With the other hand, like that's pretty much what I liked about Mulan as a kid. Yeah. Uh, but it looks dope. Like the thing is I would love, I'm, I'm down for like a, for like an, uh, a crouching tiger, hidden dragon esque, like movie about Mulan. Yeah. It's a cool premise enough. I'm down. That being said, you know, I'm also not going to pay $30 to go see it. <laughs> so, all right, well, uh, that's the Mulan situation. Uh, Justin Williamson, new movie. Also, by the way, there's only like three songs in Mulan. So like, come on. Oh yeah. Why couldn't they recreate them? You could do, I'll make a man out of you. Like we, you know, there's a lot of really great songs in that. By the way, they also used like one of the title songs from the from the cartoon movie in the trailer, and I'm like, that song's not in the movie, but you're trying to get me to go see it because I hear the song. <laughs> I just love the way you're saying it. It's just it's it, like Mulan's great. Uh, songs are dope. I I wish you know, but like you know, whatever. The fa- oh my point my point my point ultimately was. You're not going to make your money back anyway. Just put it out on Disney+. Plus. Hey, you know how you'll make up that extra couple of dollars? Through all the other people who haven't joined Disney+, Plus yet. Yeah. That's what you do. It's not like HBO Max is going to put out the Snyder Cut and charge you $20 to use it. Like, that's, no, that's true. They, they're, 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 it's just a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, Snyder Cut is there to get people to join HBO Max. Mulan could have been the same damn thing. Of course, we all joined Disney Plus because Mandalorian came out. But whatever. You know, a lot of people canceled it because Mandalorian won't be out for another year. (laughs) Wait, did they push it back that far? No, I don't know. I I don't know when it's coming out. I assume a year because it takes a while for these shows to get out. Jessica Negri, the cosplayer girl, who's basically just pretty much known for her boobs. Uh, she she's cool. She's a she's an influencer. No, she's cool. I've actually met her. She's a cool person. But like, yeah, I, whenever too. you mention her in any kind of situation that it, that people that don't know her as an influencer, oh, the cosplay mm-hmm. boob girl. Like, man, well, at least she leans into it. She doesn't I, seem offended. I think Yaya Han is the co- is the cosplay boob girl. But I I, I appreciate runner up Jessica. <laughs> <D>. <laughs> <laughs> I just love runner up. She's the runner up, guys. Uh, Yaya Han is. Is the is the you know if you're gonna think of boobs in cosplay and you know that's, that's anyway that's the, I don't know oh the, no she posted a picture of like a female Mandalorian talking about season two and I was just like is, is that legit or is she just doing cosplay I don't even know but I'm ex- no it's coming out yeah they're we're getting season two no no I know that but is there like oh a, you think she's in it not her but a female Mandalorian it was a full oh. body Mandalorian suit well I mean I think the head of the Mandalorian order was a woman like they, we've got oh yeah yeah but like to actually have her in the role role like she's gonna do something. Like, I'm, like I'm, I'm not in the boat of the guys that were like, oh, we needed more women in Mandalorian. Like, the story of Mandalorian was a dude and a baby. Like, it wasn't even like, it was a crew of men. It was one dude, yeah. one baby. Like, that that was yeah. the point. And we don't even know if it's a girl or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, no, I don't want another Mandalorian. I want my Mandalorian. I want that Mandalorian doing his thing. 
I don't want like I don't want seasons of new Mandalorians. Like <laughs> no, no, but like another character. And what, what do you think they're gonna do when they finally finish the Mandalorian storyline? Eventually, he has to be done. And you do you really think Disney's going to go? Well, that's it. We're gonna close it up. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, uh, that's why they're throwing like everything at the wall because like hopefully they can dovetail from Mandalorian to like the next Star Wars property they're gonna like you know butcher into oblivion. Milk it. <laughs> yeah. No, because Mandalorian's great. They didn't butcher anything. Mandalorian is the best Star Wars thing made in the last 25 years. Oh, no, I agree with you on that. Mandalorian is worth every penny of it. By the way, having re-watched Solo and Rogue One, I dig those. They're pretty okay. Uh, like, I dig Solo. I dig uh, Rogue One. I'm all right. Who hurt you I, when you I, were I don't young. know if I love... <laughs> hmm? uh, George Lucas. <laughs> He, he put three movie-sized bullets through my heart. He did. He did. Was it episode one through three? <laughs> yes. Sal, I have the high ground. Actually, four, because I also I, have the, I have the high ground special. I, <laughs> yeah. I have the thing that wasn't established at any point in this, in this lore. <laughs> Don't try it. And then it's just... And then he just does anyway. <laughs> no, but it highlights his arrogance. Don't you get it? <laughs> all right. All right. I'm not going to... I'm not gonna bag on the on the prequels. I did that enough in my in my teens. Yeah, but I heard you love uh, Jar Jar Binks. Anyway, um, moving on. Yeah, he's great. We're gonna talk about. You know what's funny? What's that? <laughs> oh, I watched that Robot Chicken sketch where Jar Jar visits Vader again last night, with Ahmed Best actually reprising his role as Jar Jar. It's so funny. Is it? I have to check it out. Yeah, have you not seen it? It's amazing. Nah. It's just literally for no reason. Jar Jar's on the Death Star, and he's like, "Oh, Annie!" And Dar- Vader's like, "Jar Jar, listen to me very carefully. You have to go away." <laughs> and he's like, "No!" And, and then he just kills them. It's just—it's so funny. You have to go away. <laughs> yeah, you have to go. And then, <laughs> all right. Anyway, you okay, yeah, go watch it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just funny. It's just great, and it, it's and cathartic. So, all right. Well. Moving on. Yeah, where were you going? Well, I was going to say, we're <laughs> going to talk about the DC thing. I actually was thinking a little bit about it. I don't think we're going to have that much to say, but we'll talk about it in a minute anyway. Um, yeah. The, uh, I don't remember. Oh, no, there's one more topic. The Boys Season 2 dropped. Th- 3 is confirmed. I There's not much to say other than it looks amazing. And I was confused because yep. everyone was ranting and raving. The Boys, the Boys, the Boys. I thought the Boys was coming out. No, it was the trailer coming out. Yes. Like, Natalie and I were blitzing down Umbrella Academy and Doom Patrol to get caught up so that we can watch The Boys. And then, yeah. like, it was two days ago. We're like, yeah, The Boys came out Friday. You ready? Like, because what is it, today, Tuesday? So, yeah, it was like Sunday, yeah. Saturday night. Like, The Boys, you ready to watch it? And you want to watch the trailer? <laughs> like, the trailer? That's not the show. <laughs> That's cool, though. I mean, like, it's a good show. Yeah. So, I'm excited about that. Uh, the other thing yeah, that totally. I don't think matters to you, but my gamer app friends are going to uh-huh. like it. The Marvel Realms of Champion mobile game had its first trailer announced. Um, it looks like a console game. That's a Dan put. Actually, I'm going to look at it real fast. I'm, I'm going to get it because I play almost every mo- app mobile game that comes out. I play Strike Force. I play Future Fight. I have all the characters I like in those games. I don't go ham on them, and I think I'm kind of waiting for a, a game like this to come out, something I can go ham for. Uh, yeah. But I will say, I don't know, if you're a fan of Marvel games, between right. this new MOBA, the existing Future Fight, the existing Strike Force, the Marvel's Avengers, the Spider-Man game, I feel like this is a yep. really good time to be a fan of Marvel and a gamer. Right. 
Yeah, because you have if whatever your play style is, you have a game. Yeah, and that's basically what I think it's boiling down to. We're getting to that point. No matter what your style is, you have a game that you can enjoy, and it'll be for you. It's my it's been my biggest argument over the Avengers Marvel game, where they're like, "Uh, we wanted a Spider Man game, like you did." I wanted a looter You're, shooter. Like, I wanted a co-op yeah. game. I wanted to be able to go sell. Right. I know you don't ever play video games, but will you be my Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> I hate playing Hulk. I want to be I want to be Cap or Black Widow. Sal, if, if, if I will buy you whatever I need to buy you if you'll join me for one session. We, we pre-ordered it. Oh, guys, you heard him. We're finally going to have Sal playing a video game with me. It's finally going to happen. I'm, I might be reading we'll a, a little into what he just said, but it's fine. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we we played the we played the beta uh, the other day. Tiffany had me play for a little while, then we lost power, and I was like, "All right, I'm done." <laughs> but it's fun, though, isn't it? It is fun. I you know what? My only issue was Iron Man. I was like, I I was so hyped to play Iron Man, and I'm like, I can't really fly around. Like I I was like, it was hard to get my bearings but uh, everybody else i was like you weren't great. in the right great. level if you try to do it in the hallway levels it's a little wonky but when you're out in the open areas it's a lot better mm-hmm. so okay yeah but i liked it uh it was all fun i was like this is great i'm really enjoying it i like this game so and for the record uh, was it me uh, what's that i was gonna say was it me or did they change black widow's face from the from the last like I think they did. This. I think they did. They changed I think they little. did too. I think they're. That was it. People called it. Uh, I think they're going to change all of them. They tried too hard to make them. What is it called? People call it Uncanny Valley. I don't even know what the reference is. Yep. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone said, "Oh, it's, it's just it's, it's too weird." Like it, it didn't look. Like, I'll agree. They looked like they were trying too hard to make them look realistic. Well, and like the movie characters, like they try to make them look like them, like distinct, you know, like the dude who's the character model for Bruce Banner. I'm like, you're just trying to make him look like Mark Ruffalo. Okay. That's Troy Baker. Um, yeah, I know. Well, Troy Baker, the voice, yeah. but not like the physical model. Like he looks no, like that. that Mark I think Ruffalo. that was the weird part. They tried to make it look like Troy Baker, but then like, how close can we make Troy Baker look like Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> like, yeah, that's really weird. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Just make them look like their comic book versions. Like, Cap is the most egregious. He looks really bizarre. I'm like, Mm-mm. he does because if but, you played, uh, then you saw the load times where it's like all in his face. And you're like, you okay there, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am excited though because the costume options are great. And so if so, when they reveal the Cap didn't die, they'll be like, uh, you, you'll be get you'll get a really cool Captain America costume. So that actually, like, I can, I'll take that as the last topic. Then you bring up a really good point, Sal, and I'm interrupting you intentionally right now because <laughs> please, yeah, there was there's a rumor that the U.S. Agent comic that's coming out is going to confirm that Cap is going to stay dead. No way. <laughs> I think that... No. I, I That would be really cool. Not not cool. I no. don't think they have the That'd balls very, to do it. No way. I don't think they do. No way. No. Um, all, unless, well, here's the thing. Um, I think that the U.S. Agent comic is coming out because Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which features Wyatt Russell as the U.S. Agent, was supposed to be out. When did that get pushed back to? Oh, like next year. <laughs> oh my god, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. Um, Ruffalo. So I think. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's. I think that's what it was. I don't because that video game. The reason why it's a Terrigen bomb at all is because it was pre Fox acquisition. Oh, one hundred percent. Everyone's like, "Why is it, what? What's with the Inhumans?" Like, "Oh, we're doing this again." <laughs> yeah. Oh, you missed. Oh, gamers, you missed this whole thing. You see, uh, they thought that Inhumans were be would be a good analog for mutants. It, it, aren't they wrong? <laughs> uh, we all figured that out about five years ago. But uh, the game. 
I think the game was in too too much development for them to be like, oh, do a comic tie-in to like to you know to address the U.S. Agent replacement. Now I think U.S. Agent is getting a comic because they were gonna have a show with U.S. Agent in it like relatively around the same time. So they're probably still gonna put it out, see if it could sell a well enough numbers to do another one when Falcon Winter Soldier. Comes. When exactly because right, right now I think like, Marvel's just looking for comics to be produced they're canceling half the book right. so a book that's right. already completed yeah let's just get that out like and I think Chris Priest wrote this one so it's like well that's good it's not like it's any it's not like it's nobody writing this book yeah. it's like oh Chris Priest doing a US agent book I'll tune in that's weird <laughs> that's weird. I'll check it out so alright let's talk yeah. about the elephant in the room the DC mm-hmm. news to end our show okay yes so for those who don't know, DC did massive layoffs. That, now, I'm actually a little irritated that that is what was put out. DC did yeah. massive layoffs. Because when I first saw that, I was like, oh, no. Like, yeah. But if you look into it, what DC laid off was pretty much anything that was redundant due to the AT&T deal. Now, I will state, this is, uh, I think they totaled up like almost 800 employees. This is shitty. That this happened. This is this yeah. this is not a oh it's okay because it wasn't who we cared about. I <laughs> Sal and I knew a lot of those DC Universe guys, like a good chunk of the, yeah. the team. This is shitty. Yep. This is. But was what was laid off is DC Universe was completely canned. Basically, there's probably like mm-hmm. a skeleton crew to keep it moving until they decide yep. what to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. And they shut down the DC collectible team. Yes, which I I mean I'm also upset about that because I love DC collectibles. Yeah, what do you? I mean, like that sucks, and it seems like uh, the, the the prevailing opinion is that they're gonna like license out the, the the characters to like anybody else. So it's like you won't have DC making their own collectibles; they'll have like anybody make DC collectibles, and you can just get them everywhere. Well, I thought that it was falling under the uh, the WB roster. That was the reason. Yeah, I mean it all. It all is. I mean, like well, Warner Brothers, AT and T, whatever. They they laid off like pretty much. Anyone at the executive level, they let go of Bob Harris, editor-in-chief of DC Comics. They let go of Brian Cunningham. They let go of uh, everybody. Like, well, they th- they, anybody they, you know. They did the usual acquisition happen. We're cleaning up anyone to put our people in. That's, that's exactly that's what right. they've done. And then anything yeah. redundant, like DC Universe and HBO Max, they're like, no, fire those 800 people yeah. and put in the HBO right. Max people. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. And the same thing with the with the collectibles. It's now falling under the, they got rid of DC Direct because they're putting it under the WB collectible side of the house. Mm. How and That's interesting. I, I don't know. I didn't know that it was like, that they were just going to make it WB collectibles. I didn't know Warner Bros. had a collectibles market. They do, apparently. Like, like, a, this isn't new. Like, they already existed. They just didn't touch huh. DC, which is why you didn't know they existed. <laughs> That's really weird that they didn't. That's so stupid. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I well, then that's interesting. I'll be interested to see like where that goes. Um, what is what do they make? What does their production like look like? Uh, are they equipped to do that? Yeah, I, um, I don't know if they make their own products. If they outsource it, I have no idea what those people do. So yeah, but I do know that. Um, I think it's pretty much confirmed Jim Lee won't be co-publisher anymore. He's going to be like chief creative officer. They're going to have a new, they're either going to have a new editor in chief or they're going to like remove the position entirely. Um, They're not going to have, they're going to have somebody installed on the publishing label that won't be from the comics. That won't be from like, there won't be a familiar name. Um, I think that's smart. It's as we've seen time and time again, people who are involved in comics intrinsically don't always make the best decisions on a business level. They make right. a lot of times really right. good decisions for fans, or they make really terrible decisions like Axel Alonso. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Right. But, well, I mean, at the you know, same I, time, you know, I oh. joke, I joke, but Axel Alonso's decisions to try and replace all the characters of the younger heroes and even Dan DeDito's plan with 5G, that regardless of us disliking it, those were plans to revitalize their brand. That what right. we just didn't think it worked. <laughs> That's what that boils no. down to. No, I honestly, I don't even, I think Alonzo was asleep at the wheel. I think that that like all new, all different Marvel initiative happened by accident. And he like, he tried to spin it into an initiative. I think that it was more like they had a, they had a massively low amount of editors and no one was reading the books written by their top tier talent. And so they went, oh, they're letting me do whatever I want. Hey, quick, Nick, you want to replace Cap? You want to replace so-and-so? Like, you want to replace everybody? Like, we can do that. No one's paying attention. And then Alonzo got like the, the books and he's like, everyone's different. Uh, it's all new and all different Marvel. Oh, like I, I honestly and sincerely feel that way because I feel like Marvel is just. Well, did they, they come out and say like if you talk to people who were talking to the insiders, they're like, like legitimately, it was just a weird coincidence that all the writers decided like there was no top down initiative. There was no. It was just every writer wanted to make their own character. That's all it came. Yes, down to. that's right. Um. Oh, also the editor of the Black Label line was fired, and so. The question is like, is Black Label gone? Is that done? The problem like, The problem is, Sal, what just got answered is the questions that you and I have been asking for like a year of podcasting. How is yes. DC Universe supposed to survive? DC Universe came out and three months later, they were like, WB Max, I mean, War, HBO Max. Yep. And we were like, how are those going to coexist? And then as the, <laughs> yeah, they're not. Yeah, right, and then as the years <laughs> went on, as the months have gone on, they were like, HBO Max gets Doom Patrol. We're like, how, why? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, but that directly, you're, you're creating a competition right now. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, no, well, that's because we don't care. Well, that's what like, I, cause we kept asking what's going to happen to DC universe. Well, what's going to happen is they're going to shut it down in its entirety and move all the products. <laughs> like, yep. Yep. Um, and I believe the same thing happened though with, uh, like the same, it's the redundancies. It's just, that's what it seems like. Anything yeah. that we've been saying, like black label, that was the other one I was going into. Right. Yeah, yeah. We kept saying it over and over with Black Label. What happened to Black Label after AT&T and Warner Brothers realized they put a bat penis in it? Because it, right. it didn't and seem to have an initiative. It didn't seem to have a directive. It just it was supposed to be what if tales that were adult oriented. And now it's just whatever we can get our hands on. I, I, think that the, I think they had a plan for Black Label. And I think that ultimately the Black Label initiative was created by the old guard. And when Lifford came in, she's like, I don't want to do anything that the last person approved. And... When the when when the Batwang appeared, uh, the, basically Lifford's like, um, thanks for giving me the excuse I need to basically gut this entire line, and then render it irrelevant, and then allow us to move forward with something else, um, because Black Label did proceed as planned essentially because some of those books came out, but a lot of them didn't, and I think the Black Label was hamstrung because the people in charge of DC Warner's after. Uh, Black Label was launched, didn't want to support that line, didn't want to go in that direction with those characters, didn't want to do anything that the previous guard thought was a good idea. And so as such, we have this like weird everything's Black Label and nothing is at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and and now, now that the editor of Black Label, the one who spearheaded everything and took care of everything, Mark Doyle, is gone, they're like, you. I guarantee you, once the because they're not going to not publish books that are done, right? The books are like, it, I can imagine they'd be thrilled not to have to publish Three Jokers, but Three Jokers is done. And so they're like, okay, Three Jokers is coming out, but they're not going to like tie an event to it. They're not going to sell it like, oh man, what does this mean for Batman now? It's, it'll be a book that sells well, that comes out and then it'll be done. What? And when that's done, I just... when that's done, 
you'll never see the Black Label line again. Like when the when the last Black Label book that had been produced this year is done. Right. They will remove, retire, and replace that label entirely. I have one question for you just as a fun theory. What yeah, if yeah, yeah. Three Jokers is going to tie into Joker War? At the end of the Joker War, the Three Jokers will arrive in the main continuity. <laughs> That'd be interesting. I mean, like that. I would. I would. I'd be. I'd be surprised. But uh, but I think we're on issue ninety-seven. So there's three issues, three months. Three Jokers comes out this month, next month, the following month. So it could. <laughs> it could all line up perfectly. It could all line up. But even if it does, what do you get? You know, it's not like a publishing line. It's not like five G. It's just. You get two more jokers out of it. Like, okay. <laughs> do you think they're uh do you think they're gonna keep Tinian on? Or do you think they're gonna move him off? No, I don't think so. I, I for the longest time thought it'd be a great idea and I thought because like cause he's proven people like his run. His stuff is cool. He clearly was planning only to do this one up until hundred, like or maybe one oh one. I think like, it, I, I like, think it's one oh one. I think he has one extra issue with that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he was only really planning to write those issues to fill in for the replacement writer who was going to take over for 5g. Now I think that at five G at fandom, you'll hear who's going to write Batman after mm, 101. That's true. I guess. And that. I don't think it's going to be Tynan. <laughs> if you're reading the tie-ins to Joker war, you could see that Tynan had a lot of other plans, but he obviously couldn't cram it into eight issues. So it's being crammed right. into or other issues where he's fighting Batgirl and, and, and Nightwing and all those. Yeah. I could I could see it going either way. I could see that Tynan was like, I want to do that. Like, I want to. I could see him telegraphing, like, Hey, if you if you just like me, you could keep me for another hundred issues, and like, I'm happy to stay. And let me like tease a couple things in there. But I think it's more like an audition for the job that's coming up, as opposed to him being like told he was going to take over. I think it's more like he's he was an interim writer. He's he's happy to take the the gig, and he'd be, he'd be happy to keep going. But I don't think he's going to be there after after 101. I also think DC's not going to be hiring anyone for full 100-issue runs guaranteed out of the gate now. Oh, that's over. Yeah. Oh, oh, the rumors about the after this bloodbath they're describing are that they're actually reexamining the exclusive contracts they have with people like Bendis and Snyder. Ooh. So, like, I think that it's the end of the exclusive contract at DC. I think that, like, it's the end of the superstar writer at DC. That, like from comics that instead like you're going to have DC books that are coming out from people who like wrote shows and like maybe you people who like, want to moonlight from more movies. Involved? Yeah. You think ATT is going to kind of DC is going to start looking more corporate like Marvel basically. Kind of Marvel's interesting because Disney is more like Marvel, do you, whatever. What are you doing? Like they, you know, they're like, do we have a kid's imprint? No, IDW will do it. Like, but otherwise, just make your comics. I don't care. Like, we, we can afford to say you. that, but there definitely have something involved. Like, Disney's not well, hands off with Marvel. I think they're more hands off than AT&T Warner's is with D with DC right now. Well, right now, and but I think I think when Marvel first came in, they were pretty hands on, and then they stepped away. And I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I think that part. I think that installing Feige as the like chief creative officer of of Marvel comics was their way of being like, now we don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, no, like, I agree with you on that. Okay. 100%. Feige's got this. And you know, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't give a shit. Like if he does care, he's just like, he probably went to the board of directors or whatever. And he was like, Hey guys, just do what you're going to do. 
<laughs> Whatever you got, just keep doing that. And don't put any penises in your books. Ha ha ha. But seriously, if you do, you're fired. Like, and then leaves. You know what I mean? Like, that's probably I, I his whole also, like big pep talk. I can also see him going, if it's in a movie, I want a comic about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, like, I want, when we're going to tell you ahead of time what movie's coming out next year. I'd like a book that comes out at the same time as the movie. So make sure you have a team. I don't know who writes these things, but whoever does, just get them to do it, whatever, and just get it done. Okay? You know what? And I, in the meantime, do what you do best. You know what I do find to be funny, though? Um, mm-hmm. Remember those who will not be named ranting. DC's going to die because of, of, of AT&T. Well, I think this just proves that AT&T. Like, no. I don't even consider this a death of DC. I consider this DC laid off a, a massive amount of redundant and extra employees that they were just wasting funds on. That's what it is right now. I feel like they've they've let go of a lot of people who were doing work that they don't have faith the people who are working on them can do. I think we did get we did lose redundancies, but I think we also lost some really, really great editors and some really, really like passionate people who worked on these comics and who could have kept going and making great stuff and so like I do, I, I, mean, I do agree. I, do, I, mean, so that, I say redundancy. And I think they're being removed so that Warner Brothers can be like replace them with their own people. Yeah, and I do agree with you on that. I mean I say redundancies. Create better synergy. There's no way there's no way there was eight hundred redundancies. There's Right. That, 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 <laughs> that is not accurate. I, I apologize for that. That was not a good statement to yeah, make. Yeah, yeah. Um That's fair. But at the same time, they didn't like Jim Lee's still there. Like all their superstar talent is still there. But he isn't a publisher, so he, he isn't a publisher anymore, and Jim Lee is still like Jim Lee is a big enough name where it's like, he's got to be at some part of the company or it'll look bad. And we really don't want him to write or to draw Jonathan Hickman's age of apocalypse. That'd be cool though. (laughs) I know (laughs) I pitched this on my other show. I was like, you know, if, if Jim Lee felt like DC didn't want him or if Jim Lee was part of the layoffs, He's still doing well enough where he all he has to, he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to work anymore. He's he's a millionaire. He doesn't have to work in comics anymore. But he could just literally go across well across the country and be like, "So Hickman, what's the event going to be?" And they're like, "Oh, it's you know it's going to be this big thing at the end of it. It's 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 not coming out for another year." He's like, "So you're saying I I have a year to draw your event?" <laughs> because wouldn't that be a hell of a mic drop? Yeah, that would be. It's it's the it would be the that would that's the only book that would rival his own X Men book for the number one selling comic of all time. You know what I, I just realized that, though? Hardvoke brought this yeah. up. That like people are like they just laid off a bunch of people. You also got to think we're right in the middle of a pandemic that is yeah, not ending as intended. A lot of companies are making big layoffs just to trim the fat while they figure out what's going on. Absolutely, or to tighten their bootstraps, yeah. not even lose fat. Just also being like. We can't afford this anymore. Yeah, and I'm hearing I'm hearing rumblings. This is like the start of something that like we're gonna see, we're gonna see layoffs everywhere. Oh no! I mean that's already started. We're already seeing massive layoffs everywhere because the government's not stepping in. We're just causing more problems, and at this point, we're screwed. Like that's really yeah. what it boils down to. Um, yeah, it, I don't think that it's the death of DC Comics or anything. I think it's just more like it's just it's just the nature of the beast. It's the nature of all these companies spending more than they earn to try and be the ultimate streaming service. Like DC wouldn't be touched if AT&T didn't want to create a streaming service. AT&T would never have bought Warner Brothers if they weren't interested in trying to become the number one streaming service. Yep. And like, if they could just be happy with their money and be happy with what they had, 
None of this would happen. Disney wouldn't have wouldn't be nearly as messed up right now if they didn't spend trillions trying to make Disney Plus. And then have they're no making content. their money. Well, you got to think though. And then have no content. Right. So that's the issue though right now. DC Universe's big staff got laid off, and so did the bar- the yep. marketing guys, the the, the, uh, the collectibles. Yes, there were some editors, yeah. there were some publishers, but we've known yeah. for a little while that DC was having some internal problems with that. Everything, yeah. but everything else that was laid off is jobs that haven't really been able to work since the pandemic. DC mm. Universe wasn't making new shows; they were cutting episodes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, the, yeah, they were. The collectible yeah. market wasn't making new products because we can't get things from China. We can't get things well, from Japan right now. What's ironic is that like all these companies were in deep development of this streaming service and then they were hit with an unprecedented and unexpected, unanticipated pandemic, which literally cut into every single entertainment medium except video games. Yeah. And it's the one thing. No, even video like, games are hit, but yeah, I, I see what you mean. Oh, I know. But like, well, it's the one thing Disney doesn't care about or worry about or do anything. Like they have no presence in video games. They just, oh, license it. Ah, who cares? It's the one thing they don't put any stock in. And it's the one thing that could have helped them weather the storm. Now Disney's like actually had like some significant hits in their like, in their bottom line. And it's the one thing they didn't care about. Meanwhile, AT&T announces that they're not going to get rid of Warner Brothers Interactive. Why? Because like, oh, you mean they can all work from home and make these like trillion dollar video games? Like, and people are home playing them? And they've been for like the last six months? Well, I I guess we'll keep doing that. People still buy and play the Arkham games. Like, right. Like, video games. I'm literally playing Destiny as we speak. (laughs) video games are the one industry where you can like succeed in a pandemic and it's the one thing that none of these CBS again they're like in their money pit of an app like you just spent so much money to develop the Star Trek stuff and no one can make more Star Trek and no one's watching it anyway you know what I mean? Like it's just like you're spending too much, and you and your greed and your desire to spend to overspend and to get into like this kind of like financial streaming service arms race with all these other companies is only making everything worse. It's only hurting us because it's it's because it is hurting Marvel, DC, comic book stores, comic the comic book industry, the TV industry. Like ev- everyone's like grasping. You know what I mean? Like there's no there's no clear like it's things so- are getting greenlit just because we gotta we gotta make content. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a nightmare. I mean, look at half the shows oh, on Netflix. Also, <laughs> right. Oh, and just even worse is that, like, I forgot about us. Like, the consumers. Like, you mean to tell me that the things... Like, the only reason why Netflix ex- succeeded is because it was the only one. And the only way that Disney Plus or CBS All Access or HBO Max or whatever is going to succeed is if they're the last one left. Because I'm not going to spend $10, $20, $15 a month Every month yeah. for five, six, seven, eight streaming services plus a cable connection so that I can use the internet to watch these damn things. Oh, yeah, I'm, just, yeah. I'm not going to do it. And it's unsustainable. You can spend trillions because it, it's, it's metaphorical money anyway, but I literally have a bank account. And when it gets, just, when it gets into the negatives, my life is over. <laughs> no, I, so like, I, I can't agree. afford to spend that kind of money. Like, and so it's, it's, a, it's eventually going to be a question of like, what can I sacrifice? And, and we wouldn't be in that position if they weren't so greedy. Anyway, <laughs> no, you're not that's wrong. My, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Uh, it's it's a weird situation we're in. It's it's so easy for us to ignore it as you and I and even a lot of the people in our chat 
Because it's so yeah. easy to order DoorDash, sit at your house, watch the show, play your latest video game, and forget that the world is still suffering huge economic losses. And that things yep. like 800 people being laid off are... You're right. It's probably just the beginning. I get a feeling we're going to see a lot yeah. more places that are going to get laid off. A lot more layoffs that are going to be happening. Because companies have held on as long as they can. But things like DC Universe, HBO Max, all of this stuff, they only work if we go back to normal. Doom Patrol yeah. being cut by an episode. Stargirl being cut by multiple episodes. All these shows mm -hmm. being cut by episodes. Like, do we even know if CW is going to start its normal season in two months? I have no idea. Da I doubt Dan it. Dan brought that up. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, so the channel should be starting to do well again because we have Wonder Woman coming out. We have, you know, we have all these different projects coming out and fandom. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, and the shows come back. I'm like, are they? Are they? No, like, <laughs> do they even shoot a show? Yeah. Like, And Wonder Woman's coming out when? Like, can it? And will it do well? Will it help us? The shows will, are starting I in January confirmed. So they're not even starting anywhere near. We're going to get a half season. That's what we're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're not we're not seeing the end of this tunnel until 2022. Cuz everyone's like, "Oh, 2021 it'll go back to normal." It might it might might completely go back to normal. We might get a vaccine by then. But even if it goes and back I, to normal, the we ha we're going to take time to recover. Those 800 people that just got laid off, they're not being rehired. Even I've had to go yeah. through and lay off some of my staff. Yeah. And, and I hate to say it, this is really really bad way to say it, but it was because I had redundancies. But they don't matter as much when we're making money. When right. we're making money, well, it's and, like or they're convenient. Yeah, it's, a lot like a lot it, of people that I had to lay off were con people who made my life easier and our jobs easier. Now Dan had to come yeah. in today and things like that. Like we had to do extra work, things we didn't have to do before. But it's, it was all redundancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're in a weird place. Gary's uh, the one that you guys know. There's, there was we had yes. a staff of eleven people. Now there's seven yeah. of us. So just Gary. No, just Gary was on camera, so they knew him. Yeah, you saw him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's rough, man. Like it's rough all over the 800 people like, well, and, and not just the 800, the people on the comic book side, you know, it's not like the comic book industry is thriving. And so all these really talented, really smart, really like dedicated comic book people are just going to get absorbed by dark horse or Marvel or Valley. Like they're not, they're not yeah. like not all of them are. And, and you know, and, and if we see sweeping changes, if we see sweeping layoffs, like it's only going to get worse. And that doesn't mean good comics for you. Now it may be more financially reasonable. Like we might see a world where like DC Marvel only produce like 10, 12 books a month and the rest of them are all original graphic novels or collected volumes or digital exclusive series. Um, but that also hurts everybody else too. Like that hurts artists and writers who produced more books, comic book retailers who were re reliant on the monthly model. Like it, it's all connected and it all influences itself. So it's like we're, we're, we're seeing the effects and like right now, because we're a comic book, like show we're talking about the lens of dc had all these layoffs it affects dc in the bottom line and licenses and the collectibles and all that stuff. but like it's part of the the larger question and problem that we're all in which is like you know yeah that's that's a consequence of it yeah that's where we are but like pull back and see how it's like where that affects everything else look at your restaurants and your you know it, it's 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 yeah, we're we're only and we're only just starting to see the forest for the trees. Like we're only just starting to see the the, the bigger picture here and the impact that not just because because for me it's not just the COVID thing. For if it was COVID, it's if it was just if it was just COVID, you'd be like, okay, that sucks, and we'd weather the storm. But like it's COVID plus the economy plus like the 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 
when it comes to these conglomerates that we're talking about, like them spending trillions of dollars. Yeah. Like, and it's like, it's unsustainable even with your four pillars, Disney of like your parks and your movies and your sports. But like, Hey, when you have the pandemic, plus you're spending trillions, plus no one can go to your parks. Like, plus no one can make movies or new shows, you know, plus you're spending these trillions of dollars. Like you're going to be in the red. We're all going to be in the red. And it's like, ah, like, Ugh, we're and, and we're only starting to see it. Yeah. We're only gonna like we're we're seeing like the preliminary shockwave of what's happening. I mean, like the, like I said, the sad part is everyone's just like, oh, let's go back to normal. I just gotta wear a mask and go to go out to eat. <laughs> I just I just have to wear a mask to go outside. It's not a big deal. And I don't want to wear a mask. Right. Screw you. Like, right. the economy is well, done, son. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't. Well, well, yeah. Put on your mask and go to your favorite restaurant. Oh, it closed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then now what are you gonna do? Like, I guess you go to your second favorite restaurant. Oh, that's in trouble too. Like, and it's not just restaurants, but it's like, it's everything. Yeah. It's, it's everything. It's your job. Hey, what if you're in a position where it's like you, you work in an office surrounded by people, let's say a dozen people, let's say two dozen people on your same floor and your boss says, Hey, COVID's over. You got to come in. You know, you can wear your mask all you want, but like, they're not. And what if like your boss is a jackass who made you come in and he's like, Hey, listen, uh, the mask thing, you're, I'm getting complaints. You know what are you gonna say? Are you gonna say like, well, I I value my health more than my job. I, I'll just I'll just quit. Or hey, can I make can I negotiate working from home? Like, not everyone can do that. Nobody, not everybody's gonna be able to benefit from that. And it's like, and I I, I think we we're we were saying that in the beginning of the pandemic. I was like, at some point or another, bosses are gonna say, I need to feel important and special. I need employees to be in the office to to justify yeah. our rent. <laughs> I mean, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you're fine. I mean, that's all we would do with this entire episode, Sal. Well, that's, <laughs> well, that's how we talk. You know. <laughs> no offense yeah, intended. For the record, you know what I've noticed? Uh, nothing against the old mm. style of the weekly poll, but you and me right. interrupting each other, a hell of a lot normal and easier than five of us trying to do it. <laughs> that's very true. Well, it's much more manageable. Yeah. I, I, know who needs, I know who needs to talk next. <laughs> <laughs> Whose turn As is it? You. Is it Betty? No, he's he's playing his game. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, well, And it's that is that's legitimately it. It's like, well... If I talk too long, I know Benny's going to get a shot. <laughs> I, you know, it's not like, well, if I don't let Benny talk now, he won't be able to talk because so-and-so has to talk or so-and-so or another yeah, so-and-so right, talk. Yeah. Like, we're good. Yeah, I kind of like our we'll, two-minute we'll, we'll, show. We'll, yeah, we'll just add eight minutes to the show. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so we're, we're, we're talk 20 about minutes over right now, and that we're, I mean, I'm still no, on right. talk anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I think that's where we're at right now. Like, everyone's freaking out. I don't think it's the end of DC. I think it's terrible for the people at DC. I do think yes. it was a good chunk of redundancies, but it's not all. Uh, this is also people also seem to forget that AT and T did come in and just kind of they're cleaning house. I mean, yeah, DC's been in a weird spot for the last couple of years, and I know yeah. some people hate death metal and Dark Knight's metal and everything Scott Snyder's done, but Scott Snyder's been kind of holding down the fort over there for a little while on the event front, like. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably why he's like, I'm done after this. Like, not done with DC or done, done with comics, but he's like, I don't want to have to hold up the whole bottom line. I mean, I don't think he anticipated this at all. Like, the, death metal is the thing people are ordering yeah. through, like, these new retailers, or through these new distribu distributors. Like, it's the thing to get excited about. It's that and DC. You know? It's the thing. Tom Taylor and Scott Snyder are pretty much holding up DC right holding now. Holding down the line. Yeah, while everyone figures out what's going on. Yeah. By the way, you're also sleeping on Justice League Dark. You should be buying that too. Uh, no, I'm not. I, not I, you. I was like, I'm not. I'm reading that. No, <laughs> no, I'm talking to them. You, <laughs> Justice League Dark is a good book, and it should be it should be pre-ordered. I've been I've been but, even uh, covering it on the channel. I'm a, I'm a couple weeks behind the next episode, but we have been covering it. I for some, mm -hmm. And you know what I love about Justice League Dark? Then title Justice League Dark. 
people don't even know what I'm putting out, but they just see dark and they're like, what happened? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Looks dark. <laughs> I dig it. I'm like, good. All right. Keep buying it then. <laughs> Odyssey's still going too, isn't it? Odyssey? Odyssey? Yeah, I don't know. Because she became like an Omega. Oh, I dropped that book. She became like an Omega Lantern. Cool. <laughs> are you talking about Far Sector or are you talking about that Justice League No, book? the Justice League Odyssey book. Jessica Cruz is oh. a, an Omega Lantern or whatever the next oh. pinnacle of that is. The Far cool. Sector nah, book I'm was a cool concept, but it got stalled by the COVID thing, so. Yeah, yeah, big time. I, yeah, I did, I'm not reading that. You know I'm what sorry. I finally did do? You know, <laughs> to, before we close out today's episode, I finally sat down yeah, yeah. and read Grant Morrison's Green Lantern 1 through 12, and then the dark whatever they're called. The Black Stars, the Black Stars yes. 1 through 12, and then it got to uh, season 2, and... No, I was right. I don't like, like it. <laughs> yeah. I bought the first two volumes on hardcover because I was like, we're going to cover it on back issues. I read the first 12 pages. I'm like, okay, uh, no. <laughs> I, I have Green Lantern. I have Black Stars. I'm like, I could do this on back issues. I could totally, oh, Jesus. Grant Morrison, who, <laughs> who, who took your raids off? What the hell is going on here? Yeah, yeah I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I, I, I've heard, I heard it explained at the end, and I'm like, okay, I could, I could stomach that. I just got to sit down and read it. <laughs> I mean, I think I think in general it's a cool idea what Grant Morrison's done. I do, and I do think the art is really good. Liam Sharp's uh, art is really good. Yes, I think I think yes. it's I think it's a cool. I just I think the problem I have with it is whoever gave Grant Morrison Green Lantern literally said do whatever you want. There's just so Absolutely. many things in it that I'm just like, why? Like why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why is there a whole <laughs> issue told in like a poem? Like what? Whose idea was this stuff? Who? What editor was like? Yeah, no, comic fans like poems. <laughs> right? Well, that's the thing is that I think that I, I, I remember hearing a long time ago that uh, Grant Morrison says, I don't have an editor. Like at DC, he's like, oh, no, if you, if you want me to write something, I don't, I don't get an editor. Right. I don't you know. know like, okay, I don't care. It's fun. I think that's 100. I think based on what you've got, it's 100% true. <laughs> I think this is the first time that he's really not had an editor. Like, maybe DC was just kind of like, you know what? You want to do Green Lantern? That's fine. You don't want an editor? That's fine. That's one less thing we have to worry about. You just give us books That's to print. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That book will sell the same numbers it always does thanks to you. Go for it. <laughs> yep. No, I read that first issue. I was like, oh, geez, I know where this is going. <laughs> and then I and then I read the first volume, and I'm like, oh, my God. I didn't, but oh, my God. No, no, Tevi, <laughs> he fought God like an issue three. We're way past fighting God. And it wasn't even God. It's, it's an alien that thought it was God or wanted to be God or something. Uh huh. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, hope you guys enjoyed Oof. today's Absolute Comics. We'll be back next week because I think Fandom's next week, right? It's twenty second, I think. Twenty second. Yeah. So it is next week with the so end next of week. week. So we'll we'll probably do a speculation show next week, and then we'll do yes. actual Fandom when it comes out. Um, yeah. By the way, did you know that the people who organized Fandom are all fired? Wait, what? Everyone who worked on Fandom is fired. Oh, yeah, because they were all part of DC Universe, weren't they? Uh-huh. So, wait, is it still happening? Yeah, it's still happening. H- how? They <laughs> they probably got all their work done, and they were like, okay, good job. Get out. <sighs> so you're saying all I have to do is push this button? Yeah, that's right. Okay, you're fired. Before we close out, I'm just going to re- reread these real fast to make sure no new news came out. There's a, um, the, apparently DC's having a town hall meeting t- uh, right now. Are they? Evidently. But with, you know, with their own staff. Right, right, right. Probably to be like, okay. Yeah, there's a Zoom meeting. 
All right, well. So tomorrow we'll hear all the leaks. Yep. Yep. Because someone who probably got fired is in that call right now. <laughs> yep. And it's like, okay, I will tell you everything. Yep. Yeah. Hey, bleeding cool. Yep. <laughs> I got the no- I got the recording. Yeah. Hey, Rich. Here's your email. Here's your bullet points. Right. Or I'll just bring you in on the call. All right. Well, anyway, if you guys enjoyed this, don't forget to check us out here every Tuesday and Thursday for more comic book related podcasts. I'm going to convince Sal to do more shows with me. Sal, we're doing more shows. You're going to get paid more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You have to. Okay. It's, it's Sal Pernatural every Wednesday. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's, see, this is easy. I could sit down and talk with you for like, uh, you know, however long we need to talk. I mean, we talk for like an I, hour gotta, before the shows. It's sometimes an hour after the shows, guys. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I don't, but I'm not going to sit down and watch a show. You know what I mean? Like, ugh, that's a commitment. Yeah. Like, I, uh, you know. No, I, I agree. I agree. We'll figure <laughs> something out. But I hope you guys enjoyed this. Don't forget to subscribe to here on the Twitch channel if you want to support these shows. You want to keep Sal employed. You want to keep me employed talking about your comic book stuff. Uh, don't forget to follow That's the true. channel if you want to get it. We do podcasting here every Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, Tuesday, Thursday. All our comic yes. book themed. Uh, on Tuesdays, it's me and Sal sitting down talking about the news. On Thursdays, we have a little bit more fun with the comic book world, mess with things, and we do a Dungeons and Dragons game. And now our review show is being moved from Monday to Thursday, so you'll see it there as well. Yeah. Um, don't forget, you can find both of these on our Patreons, although I'm now shifting my focus to YouTube memberships. I'm doing, we're restructuring oh. everything. Um, but yes, you can find it over on the Patreon of the YouTube memberships, the episodes of Absolute Comics, if you want to further support us. And you'll find us here next week. If you want to go check us out directly, check out his Patreon, patreon.com slash comic pop, and check out his channel, Comic Pop. He does a lot of live streaming. You're, you're, you've been blowing up my phone with your live streaming. I'm sorry. I, we do two a week. Uh, well, I, I, you, I don't know if you know this, but I, will, I show up for all of them. I just don't talk. I appreciate that. That's interesting. It, it, well, no, the reason I don't talk is that when I talk, everyone's like, Comic Story is here! Comic Story is here! Oh my God, Sal! Yeah. Comic Story is here! <laughs> well, and then I'll know you're lurking in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly, because if fair. you're going to talk shit about me, I need to know. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I liked your camera yeah, angle. We all watched on yesterday's episode with Tiffany. Thank you. Yeah, we tried uh, something a little different. See, I told you I watched it. And I it. figured it out. I, it was lo- it was low res. I was like, oh, no. I figured out the problem. It's OBS. I needed an alt account. Yeah, I do for some stuff. <laughs> anyway, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to check him out over at Comic Pop. You can find me at Comic Storian. And we'll see you next time right here.